Welcome to the inaugural edition of Beyond the Boardwalk, the entertainment and travel tales podcast with me, Andrew Wright. For our first show, we're heading to America and the West Coast city of Los Angeles. Maggie Mayfield is a radio personality, stand-up comic, voiceover, actor and co-host of the popular Y-Tune Shuffle podcast. And she joins us today to talk about comedy and, of course, what to see and do in Los Angeles. Maggie, great to have you here today and thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Hi, Andrew. Congrats on your show. Oh, thank you. How's lockdown going for you? <laughs> lockdown is, um, you know, they call it COVID-19 for a reason. Feeling a few of those 19 pounds for sure. We're all in this together and we're like, are we? I can't touch anyone. <laughs> I feel so alone. But just learning how to cook, doing a lot of that. And uh, my house has never been cleaner. Now, we first met at the Mar Vista Comedy Festival in Culver City last year, and by its very nature, stand-up comedy relies on a live audience. Now we're all in lockdown. How challenging has it been for you to adapt your work for an online audience? You know what? I'll tell you the truth. This all happened. I was running myself very thin. I was producing three different live comedy shows every month and performing probably four or five nights a week. And... Now that Mother Nature was like, you need to sit down and take a break. I've really, really enjoyed it. And up until last week, I hadn't done anything. I wrote one new parody song about the coronavirus, and then that was about it. I really just enjoyed reading and enjoying other people's podcasts and other people's art and just rest and eat. But as of last week, I got my first online show, and it wasn't terrible, so we're seeing a lot of is these comedians that are itching for attention or to tell new jokes and um, they're getting on zoom so since you've mentioned zoom let's have a little chat about it how's it working out for you i was so adamantly against it like no i need live people i need to hear the laughter i need to see and and look at their faces and engage but it, it wasn't terrible you could hear people laugh and and as I was singing on online, you could see people kind of bob their head back and forth. And, and it was great. It was fun. So just now starting to look at some options on how to bring some of my shows back to an online audience just because, you know, it's in your blood and you just want to do it. It's fun. And I've got to ask, have you had any problems with Zoom? I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's these trolls. So if you post your Zoom link and password online, then these trolls come and they start posting these Uh, very explicit images in the middle of your zoom meeting so when we were chatting about doing this podcast the other day you told me that the challenge mic your weekly event in hollywood of course you can't do that anymore because we're in lockdown and you're going to have to take that online so you're going to take that to zoom and how's it going to work yeah actually our very first one is coming up tomorrow and it's we're going to do just a private show just so I can kind of get my bearings and see how this works because there's some technological stuff I'm a little uncomfortable with. I think it'll be great. And the whole premise of the show is improvised stand-up. So <laughs> I think what I'll have the performers do is just give me a code word like pull and I'll pull a topic for them and read that out loud and then they can work from there. So we'll see how it goes. I hope it goes well because I'd like to bring it back, keep doing this. There definitely has been a big interest, especially from the local community. But now that it's online, I think there might be more comics across the globe that have heard about it and definitely want to try it. So the comedy scene in Los Angeles, how exciting is it at the moment? 
If you're not from here, yeah, I think that it is very exciting. But there are so many people that have come here to become actors and actresses or singers to make it in the business. And comedy is a way to keep performing and eventually maybe be seen. And so there are quite a few people that shouldn't be doing stand-up. I shouldn't say shouldn't. Anyone can do stand-up. I say everyone try it at some point. But it's very saturated. And there are open mics. 10, 12 of them every single night of the week. And so for locals that are like, oh God, not another comedy show. It's hard to get people to pay attention. You have to work really, really, really hard. And then you realize that it pays off when you leave Los Angeles and everyone is like, oh my God, entertainment is amazing. And they're engaged and they want to laugh and they and they clap. But here in LA, like locals, they're just like, ugh, we've seen it all. I don't want to participate in that. The gauge, I think, is when you can get another comic to look up from their own notes. Like if you can get another comic to look at you while you're on stage, then you know you've got a good joke. Let's move on and talk about the city of Los Angeles. The first thing that surprised me when I first came to California back in 2012, Maggie, was the sheer size of the Los Angeles area. Many of the major attractions that people aim to visit can be up to an hour's drive from each other, so actually planning a schedule is really key. For the purposes of this podcast, we've split the city into five regions, and we'll start with probably the most famous, Hollywood, and of course the thing everybody wants to do is the Hollywood sign. Now, if you look at any of the guidebooks, they'll all direct you to the Griffith Observatory for one of the best views of the Hollywood sign. And granted, it is a good view from there, but you're still miles away from the sign. So, Maggie, we need your local knowledge here. Is there anywhere we can go that will give us a closer view of the famous sign? Yeah, if you take Gower Street right off of the 101, you start meandering through these neighbourhoods and you kind of get like right up underneath it. And... There's so many signs that are like, no access to the sign, which is true. You can't really walk up there through the neighborhoods, but you do get right up underneath it and meander through these hiking trails that are kind of connecting these, feels like secret neighborhoods. So yeah, take Gower Street and it's really difficult to miss because you're looking at the sign as you drive and then just keep going as far as you can. Yeah, just do that. It's fun. It's super fun. And of course, you can actually hike all the way to the top which I've actually done, but it's not for the faint-hearted, is it? If you like adventure, yeah. (laughs) And I'll tell you, that is probably one of the most difficult hikes I have ever done, (laughs) was hiking to the Hollywood sign. But it's like, I don't want to say it's complicated to find, but you have to get kind of near the reservoir, and then you you park, and again, you have to drive or walk past these houses, and then you start to see the hike trail that opens up, and that's how you can get right up behind it. And the other famous bit of Hollywood is the Hollywood Walk of Fame, home to the annual Oscar ceremony, which takes place in the Dolby Theatre. I must admit, the first time I went there, I was quite underwhelmed. It's quite small, isn't it? (laughs) Underwhelming, yeah. It is neat during Oscars time, though, if you get a chance to come out, because they block off Hollywood Boulevard and they roll out a gigantic red carpet that takes up the entire four lanes of the street, and they bring out the the Oscar statue. I mean, it's just so overwhelmingly huge, so they really go all out during Oscars time, and they close it down for a couple of days. It's fun. What else is there to see and do in Hollywood? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, if you had just a little bit west um and head on sunset still in hollywood there's a a rock museum which is kind of up my alley and you get to see like the handprints of all these famous rock musicians and and old gear that's been donated and 
that's kind of it's kind of neat and it's right next to the guitar center that's there so you can walk in and then like feel like a rock star and and play some music as well down the road from hollywood is beverly hills home to countless celebrities plus the rich and famous and their expensive cars too i don't know about you maggie but Every time I go there to browse the shops on Rodeo Drive, I always get a bit nervous parking my rental car next to Aston Martin's, Ferraris and Lamborghinis. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'll tell you, I drive a, a, a 2006 Honda Civic. Don't tell anyone. And then when you go down there and everyone's in their Lamborghinis and Porsches, you're like, I don't belong here. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm going to park this and trust me, I have insurance. So, <laughs> And what about going into those posh shops? Because some are appointment only. I don't know. Honestly, I've never walked into one. It's been a lot of window shopping. Let's talk theme parks. Unlike their California counterparts, it's fair to say that the Florida theme parks are much more spread out across the greater Los Angeles area. So let's start in Burbank and Universal Studios Hollywood. What can you tell us about Universal Studios Hollywood, Maggie? Everything is very graphics oriented, so it's not these traditional roller coasters that you'll go on, but you'll kind of sit in these cars and they make them move while you're watching a screen and it's a lot of fun and the details it's a grown-up version of disneyland is what it feels like so you can go to the hogwarts part where it's all harry potter and you can get a butter beer and their fireworks displays are really cool i'm sure kids would enjoy it but it definitely feels like a theme park for grown-ups i'm going to put you on the spot here what are your favorite things to see and do in the park i mean there's a harry potter ride where it feels like you're riding a broom which is awesome but I also love The Simpsons, and that ride is really a lot of fun. (laughs) Five minutes down the road from Universal Studios Hollywood is the Warner Brothers Studio Tour Hollywood. Unlike Universal Studios, Warner Brothers offers a behind-the-scenes tour of their working sets, both movie and TV. I'm guessing, Maggie, that the reason everybody goes there, of course, is the Friends set. Yes, and of course, the Friends set is there, so basically if you want to up your instagram game you take the tour that's that's what you gotta do now anaheim which is about an hour's drive from los angeles is home to walt disney's first theme park disneyland park which opened in 1955 yeah with normal traffic it could take up to two hours to get down there today it's called disneyland resort so what are your favorite things to see and do there they have a a new section of the park called california adventure which is which was added on i think in the early 2000s across from disneyland park which is a lot of fun that's where like the more grown-up roller coasters are that's where you can have an alcoholic beverage on that side the food is really good but i still like to keep it classic i like the castle every time it's just so overwhelming and then i like the new orleans square you get the pirates of the caribbean ride and the haunted mansion you can pick up a mint julep and a churro you know i mean to me that is everything disneyland favorite ride there that you enjoy oh pirates of the caribbean for sure (laughs) one of the reasons i come to the greater los angeles area maggie is to cycle and walk along the miles of boardwalk and beaches which actually stretch for nearly 22 miles from santa monica to torrance so got to ask you what are your hints and tips for enjoying and staying safe at the beaches be prepared to park far so wear comfortable shoes and bring sunscreen wear your sunscreen it might feel cool but the sun gets to you (laughs) and before you know it you'll be burnt and then miserable for the rest of your trip so and if i asked you to pick a favorite beach 
Which one would it be? There's a couple. I like to head down to Orange County if you go to Laguna Beach. That's one of my favorites. Not so much for like being on the beach, but for everything that the town has to offer adjacent to the beach. But then if I'm going to go lay on the beach, go up north about an hour to Zuma Beach. Seems a little bit more quiet and there's a lot more sand. So They do say, of course, the further south you go down through Huntington Beach, Newport Beach and Laguna Beach, the beaches are better and, and you see more of the LA way of life, you know, surfers and things like that. And I feel like it's, I see a lot more of the stereotypical stuff like volleyball on the beach, the bonfires. Isn't that the coolest? It feels like the Hollywood Boulevard of the beaches, <laughs> you know, this is all the people down there. Wow, we've covered so much in the last quarter of an hour. So Maggie Mayfield, it's been great talking to you today. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us all your wonderful stories. And finally, can I wish you all the very best when the Challenge Mike moves to its temporary home on Zoom. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome.